This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Eddie. I'm Andy. I'm Pat. And we welcome you to join us as we go in search of the monsters, myths, and mysteries that surround us on Paranormal Dads. Is set. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Ooh. Or afternoon, or morning, whichever. What really sets the stage be. is these uh, unicorn napkins yes. that are on our table right now. <laughs> we Ed- should put a picture of these up. <laughs> Eddie, you should probably explain the unicorn. Napkins. Yes. Well, I'm a fan of unicorns. I think it's. Uh, I think it explains itself. There you go. <laughs> no, uh, my youngest daughter Gwen uh, is in a unicorn phase that she is, and it's probably not a phase. She's gonna love unicorns till the day she dies. She's gonna get a unicorn tattoo when she's 18 at this rate. Exactly. But she uh, she requested her birthday party be unicorn themed. And so we're like, well, let's do this. So we have unicorn everything, and we have so many spare napkins that I thought, what better napkins to use as we munched and snacked before our episode. Than Thanks for the pizza rolls, by the way. Yes. Uh, intern Daphne was kind enough to make us about 500 pizza rolls. And <laughs> they were delicious, and, and uh, we feasted before we podcasted only and now we're in a food coma only the finest pizza rolls for my buddies <laughs> but that's the thing we're dad's first and paranormal enthusiast second so i was like we sat down and i was like this is such a dad move to be eating pizza rolls on unicorn napkins it really is i don't know if it gets more dad mode this is like socks with sandals at target <laughs> and we're not even sorry about it nope no apologies hey with that let's go to recent sightings Ooh. Okay, well, this week in recent sightings, um, something I came across was the president of Brazil. Ooh. You know the country. It's my second favorite country. <laughs> Not the county. Not Brazil County. Brazil, Brazil the country. Yeah. They have the best nuts. <laughs> oh, nuts. <laughs> the, the president of Brazil has moved out of the presidential palace. Hmm. You want to take a guess why? Uh, hold on, let me think. Um, possessed garden gnomes. Andy? Uh, too many beautiful people walking around. Ooh. You know, it is Brazil. Distraction. It is Brazil. No, he actually thinks his place might be haunted, and Ooh. he didn't like the vibe the place was giving him. So uh, he and his wife and his son all packed up, moved out, went back to the vice presidential palace where he uh, started out in his political career with the country. And um, so now the presidential palace sits empty in Brazil. That's crazy. That is creepy, man. I mean, do you think they would have enough pull that he would like snap his fingers? In turn, get rid of these ghosts, please. Garçon, these ghosts, they bother me. Is Garçon a Brazilian name? No, it sounds French. It is. (laughs) They they import their interns from from France. I'm a paranormal dad, not an international culture dad. (laughs) But it it all started, um, this this actually all kind of took place back in March, but Michel Temer is the president of Brazil, and he took office last year after the impeachment of his predecessor, uh, and I'm going to butcher her name, but it's uh, Dilma Rousseff. Rousseff? That that sounds French. Something like that. It does sound French. (laughs) Tamer told a Brazilian news magazine that he and his family were leaving the Alvarada Palace because they found it too spooky. In uh, March of 2017... They uh, decided to move back to the vice presidential palace where they started out. And in an interview, he mentioned uh, he could not sleep in the ample rooms and questioned the possibility of a ghost. 
Wow. Ample rooms. I wonder if like his bedroom's like 2,000 square feet, and when you have that much space, maybe you just always feel like somebody's looking at you. You know, like the feeling of being watched. Yeah. Well, the the building actually looks pretty cosmopolitan. It was built back in 1958, so it it's not a new building by any stretch of the imagination, but it's uh it's a very long kind of almost even for 58 it's kind of space agey looking yeah uh place but it's very long and i guess his son just loved running the length of the place it was it was so huge really but um, he's running from all the ghosts <laughs> <laughs> i'd run too billy but mom and dad did not like it they said as soon as they moved in they they felt a bad vibe he was having problems sleeping um and uh, his wife, Marcella, even brought in a priest in an attempt to drive out any evil spirits, but to no avail. Uh, he continued to have bad nights there in the palace, and uh, they decided to move out. Now, it could be maybe he just has a bad conscience. I guess he's actually under the gun right now in a little political controversy as well. Oh, That's no. what I, <laughs> so he's on the verge so, of getting impeached too, huh? Yeah, so yeah. He, he's, he could be on the way out anyway. But um, but yeah, he just didn't like the vibe of the place. It, it sounds like it, it was a pretty nice place. It has a, a huge pool, football field, which in Brazil is probably football. soccer. Football! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's probably soccer. Yeah, right? it's not American football there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's got a chapel, a medical center, a vast lawn. So uh, it sounded like it's a nice place to live, but uh, apparently not for Michel Temer. I wonder if they're more open to that down in that uh, down in you know South American culture. I guess I couldn't say for sure one way or another. I know Brazil is like a turbo uh, Catholic country, actually. Yeah. And don't quote me on this because you know we're gonna have somebody fact check this and say, "Yeah, paranormal dads are wrong." Idiots. But I, I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Brazil has more Catholics than any other country on planet Earth. I really. Mean, yeah, and you got, you know, the big Christ the Redeemer statue yeah, on yeah. top of the mountain down there. And I, I don't know, you know, I, I... Seems like the Pope just paid a visit there recently. I don't know. Possibly. Move, to, move Pope, to Omaha and then let me know. Pope's from Argentina, <laughs> so just hop, skip, and a jump oh, yeah. over to Brazil, I guess. Well, not from the Vatican, but I mean yeah. from his home country of Argentina. Yeah. Uh, that's, But I think we've all had that feeling, right? Of oh, the my. vibes just not being right somewhere. Oh, yes. Yeah, there are places you can go into, and I've walked into even old houses and places, and it's just like, I do not like being here i what i find particularly interesting is when you go to a place and you're not even like thinking that way like we were at the joslin is there one joslin castle or is there several no there's just one joslin okay, castle then, then, then we were in the joslin castle okay for a wedding and it has multiple floors you know mm-hmm. and so we were down is there three four four okay yeah, so it's four we were on the third floor I okay think. and there wasn't any party goings ons on the third floor and so it was the first and second and then one of the kids went up to the third floor and was just, you know, futzing around up there. They were little back in the day. So I went to go get them. Not even like, oh, hope is not hard. Just, you know, I was very, very singular dad mode. Like, got to get the kid, man. This is crazy. So I go up there to get her and I wrangle her and she runs back downstairs. And I turn to leave and instantly, like instantly the light switch went off on my back. Like in my back of my brain, like mm. someone's watching you, dude. Like I felt that like way. Like the hair standing up on the back of Insta- your neck. Instantly. And I didn't run down the stairs and then I fall. <laughs> <laughs> but I I did hustle. And I felt like there had just there was just some person just peeking just over a corner at me it was just something i could not get i still think about it every so often i'm like jocelyn (laughs) castle you know that place is reported to be pretty darn haunted i actually uh, took part in a paranormal investigation there at the jocelyn castle a few years ago and uh yeah it is it's it's very eerie it's very very creepy you know and it's not really a malicious feeling you know it's not like it's pure concentrated evil it's just kind of the feeling of wow you know i I feel like I'm being watched. I feel heavy energy over here in this corner or that room. And uh, a few years ago, I was actually uh, um, hired to to give some lectures on paranormal subjects on the upper level. That's why I think it's four stories, because I think I was up on the fourth fourth floor up there. And it is kind of one of those things, if you wander into a room all by yourself, it'll give you the willies, you know. The Ghibli Ghiblis. <laughs> but I wonder, you know, because, I mean, can you imagine, like, what would happen in the United States if Trump refused to stay at the White House because he thought it was haunted? But again, maybe they're more open or accepting in, in Brazil, or is it, maybe this guy's catching a lot of flack. I'm not sure. Well, the know. funny thing is, in, in kind of looking at this story, 
that's a whole nother discussion about the White House. Yeah. You know, oh, there, yeah. There's been plenty of ghost stories coming out of the White House. People oh. even spotting former presidents, Lincoln, yeah. uh, Lincoln's wife. It seemed like there were a number of different presidents, uh, even even famous people who stayed in the White House say they saw ghosts in the White House. So that could be a whole nother discussion someday. But How could there not be? That's oh my, my question. Like, so, so much history. So much history oh. and so much emotion. And you know, it's what's really ironic though is one of the most famous ghosts that people report being in the White House is Lincoln's ghost, Abe Lincoln. But the ironic part is that when Abe Lincoln was alive, he reported more on more than one occasion seeing a ghost in there himself. Oh, wow. And then he became the ghost, you yeah. know? So it's kind of weird. And his wife was, was kind of a, a special case herself she was she was a little crazy she was very into the paranormal they had seances and, and yeah. stuff there at the white house what? oh yeah oh yeah you, you never knew i didn't knew know that. they had seances oh, at the yeah. white house yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> you remember edgar casey we, we were talking right. about the famous psychic from the early 1900s yeah. last episode edgar casey he he actually uh was there at the white house and part part partook part you know he was he he, he was partaking in partaking he, in. he had done participated <laughs> in uh like a seance or like a spiritual thingamabob at the white house that's where it gets funny i i do feel like americans right now we're a weird bunch oh, we're yeah. like we'll admit behind closed doors we believe in some of this stuff uh, but then like you know with this podcast we're just launching it out into the- <laughs> <laughs> but there's people i mean like you said but the, if the president of the united states and, and even forget the most current one any of them you know, if Ronald Reagan had been like, I see ghosts, it'd have been like, he'd been out. They would have fired him. Like, He's losing his mind. He's crazy. Yeah. It's, I don't know how open we are to that kind of stuff. As a society, it's kind of like the classic thing, like a person is smart, but people tend to be yeah. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> well, I guess it partly depends on the government and everything like that, because our government's pretty secretive about, and secretive and skeptical about other topics such as UFOs. But then you got other countries such as, as Chile yeah. and South America. They have so many UFO sightings going on down there that the government, the, the government founded and funded and established a, uh, a publicly well-known uh, UFO investigation team. Mm-hmm. And so our, while our government's covering it up, they're digging down to see what they can discover and, and bring about publicly. So it's, it, it varies culture to culture, I guess. And there's countries in Europe, too. And, and the one I'm trying to think of, I can't remember the name, which country it is. But they, they've they had problems with spotting UFOs in their airspace. And they've yeah. scrambled to try to uh, catch this stuff. And the government has come out and said, we see these things. We don't know what they are. Yeah. If you're doing this, stay out of our country. That's crazy. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, they, they have implied that it's it could be extraterrestrial vehicles. Talk about an open-minded culture. Uh, the Icelandic people will divert entire construction projects and roadways if their resident shaman believes that there are elves in the vicinity really? and that is legit it's not like a tongue-in-cheek thing like they will have a guy come out and like inspect a proposed construction site for any type of elf activity and if he feels like there is a reasonable like doubt that there may be elves in this area they will divert the road and they have like roads they'll, they'll show you roadways they look online you'll see <laughs> roadway projects that take weird angles and go around like invisible things where a shaman's like right here there's an elf portal and you, you're, you're driving down the road and you got to take a sharp right oh it's buddy the elf, <laughs> <laughs> buddy the elf. <laughs> i know him <laughs> quick swerve <laughs> but, but yeah they're also cool. they're also just a more open society in general i was recently and now we're totally off the rails here but yeah, that's we fine are. we're on a tangent of a tangent <laughs> i was i was watching uh, one of my new favorite shows of all time it's actually an older show but i'm i'm just new to it it's called destination truth oh yeah with josh gates it's on the travel channel mm-hmm. i believe but i was watching it was an episode where they were exploring the phenomena of elves in iceland and uh, not only were people really open about that, and they were talking about how they divert roadways if there's elf activity up ahead, but they're just a very open, trusting society. They drove past the president of Iceland. They drove past his house, and there was no wall, no gates, no guards, no security whatsoever. And Josh Gates was like, you're telling me that the president of Iceland lives there, and I can walk up and knock on his door. And they're like, yeah, it's no, yeah, for real, you can. So he stopped the car, got out, walked up, knocked on the president's door. Nobody answered, and he shrugged his shoulders, and he was like, oh, hey, must be, must not be home, must be busy, no big deal. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. this is such a foreign concept. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they're cool people. They're cool people. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to do a main mystery on elves. 
Ooh. I, I got to research that. that. That sounds fun. It's got some fun stuff. So, but, but Brazil, right now their presidential palace. If you need the president of Brazil, go to the vice presidential palace, <laughs> not the presidential palace. He won't be home. Thanks for clearing that up, Pat. Whew. It's time for pop, culture, and the paranormal. Now it's my turn. Pop culture and paranormal. I'm excited. I uh, was hit with this kind of last minute because I wasn't thinking and I wasn't. But we had been talking recently about trolls in our house, and mostly in the context of the newest uh, iteration of the troll movie, which is like this. It's a it's a gigantic musical. All these trolls love to sing, and that's like their big thing is singing. But that's a new little addition to the lore for these things. But it got me thinking about trolls in general as a, first of all, an overall idea, but just the trolls through pop culture and through our, you know, through the ages, if you will. It was a whole phenomenon, right? Back in the late 80s, early 90s, you had those little good luck trolls that people carry in their With pockets. With wild hair. And... Well, they started in like the 50s. Did they really? Oh, yeah. They, oh, they go so that way was... back. That was uh, that was just a, a reboot. Then. A reboot, and then wow. even now is a reboot of a reboot. I right. mean, and so uh, originally, and this is where I'm going to butcher the names. I should have notes. I'm, Pat's way better than I am. <laughs> Pat does his homework, man. Yeah, um, but the the gentleman. So this guy uh, lived in Belgium and basically didn't have uh, money to get presents for his children. So he started whittling these gnomes and giving them little tufts of hair from like goat hair and stuff. And he'd make them their presents. How hardcore oh, cool. dad is that, you know? That's cool. And they were cool. They, they looked, you know, they were visually striking. And then, you know, people at this point know what they look like. These little, you know, little noses and big eyes and little belly button. And they kind of like had this story behind them where if you rub their hair, you'll get good luck, you know? And so that was kind of the cultural thing and they kind of exploded and people just liked these gnomes and then they started moving away from wood and doing them as plastic. Then but, they put them on eBay and it just went crazy. And it just went crazy from there. But I remember as a kid, like my aunt had a few of them on her dresser and they were from like the 60s and 70s. I mean, so these things have kind of been persistent in our culture on some level. Um, of course, in the 80s, I think 80s, early 90s, they rebranded them and they were like the extreme trolls and they had like sneakers on and sunglasses. Yeah, there was like a million different versions yeah. and I had them all. Yeah, did oh, you? Oh yeah, I, I had a little collection going, yeah. Oh gosh. And uh, and I had, I think, a couple of troll dolls. I think they were like the kind of the original looking ones, a little, you know, just naked. They tend to be right. naked. They, they, yeah, they're yeah. naked, yeah. Yeah, and all they have is little butts. They don't have any like <laughs> genitals or anything, just none of that. But little, little troll butts. But... In that conversation, it got us talking about <laughs> Pat little, lost it over here. little troll butts. Hashtag troll butts. <laughs> <laughs> but it got us talking, and I was thinking about trolls just in general. I mean, this is our pop culture. I mean, this is where, like, you just say trolls, and people think about the most recent iteration. Oh, like yeah. the, the movie, yeah, right, where they're singing? And, yeah, that's a fun movie, and it's actually quite cute. You can watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, but reaching back, when you start looking up trolls, I mean, this creature has been, like persistent throughout human culture and history for a very long time. Well, you go back to the children's book, was it Three Billy Goats Gruff? Yes. There's a troll in it. Troll in the bridge. Yep. And he, all the photos I've seen, or photos, the drawings I've seen of him, he's kind of a tall, skinny guy. He's a big big guy. Yeah. Yeah. He he looks nothing like the little trolls that they collected, you know, in the 80s. But yeah, there's there's a lot of different movies where you got the nice trolls that yes. are kind of like almost Smurf-like, yep. you know? And then you got the evil trolls yes. that, that will pop out from under your bed and, like, cut your head off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep tight, children. <laughs> ah, there's, oh. a, there's a movie on Netflix I've been meaning to, to watch. Maybe you've already seen it. It's called Troll Hunters. Yes. And I, I haven't was, worked up the nerve to watch it. It's is good. it. Is it good? Is this the, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's from it's either Iceland or Norway. Of it's course. A, it's, it's a foreign movie. Nice. And they speak English. Okay. Uh, it's heavily accented English. It may be subtitled. I may be wrong on that one. Gotcha. Regardless, it's very good. And, now, now, this isn't like a documentary, like a Finding Bigfoot thing, it's is it? It's filmed like a found footage movie. So think oh, okay. like Blair Witch Project right. meets Trolls. And, okay. But it's very cool. It's very well done. The idea being, and this I'm not giving any spoilers away. This is the idea, uh, the, the, the thrust behind the movie, is that trolls are real. And it's a huge government conspiracy to cover up their existence because if they did, if people knew that they were real, then it would mean that 
other things were real too and that there is this fantastical world that, that is around us and they just don't want you to know that basically go to work pay your bills and you know keep on so the idea being that the government has people on their payroll who are legitimate troll hunters who go out and hunt trolls and the idea being that when exposed to sun because they go into hiding during the daylight and they come out at night that when exposed to sunlight they would turn into stone and so the, one of the weapons that these troll hunters carries around with them is basically a UV type lamp that allows them to kind of wrangle these trolls and get them. And there's like little ones and big ones and it's very well done. Oh, now I, now I have to watch I it. Check yeah. that out. It's, it's not a scary movie. It's more of a thriller type movie. Oh, cool. It's, it's not a horror movie at all. Uh-huh. Very good. I recommend it. I watched it on a whim <laughs> and I was engaged. Troll hunters. I, I really recommend it. Um, but so it's funny we mentioned that because when you start reading about trolls and getting and digging back, going back, 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 there may be other cultures that have a similar type of creature but have a different word for it. But most of the whole etymology of the word troll and the, the idea of it mostly harkens into like the Nordic and like Northern European type cultures, mm-hmm. Belgium, Norway, Sweden, Iceland, those kinds of a- a- areas. And the idea being that these are just giant, like, they might look like people, they might be have human-like features, but they're kind of more ugly or monstrous looking. And genuinely, the, the notion is they're either mischievous or bad. Like, there's never, like, a good, a good troll, troll, you know? It's certainly not a lucky one. But the idea being that they're either just kind of like... They just kind of like causing a little bit of trouble. Kind of like gremlins or something like that. Kind of like gremlins. And more passive too, maybe. Almost like the best equivalent to a modern day creature would be like a real creature. would be like maybe like a raccoon. Mm -hmm. Like just just, just a real big one. Um, Or maybe dipping into where they are kind of malevolent. And it's like, I'm going to mess with some people, you know. Um, But very interesting um, um, stories and myths behind the idea of trolls. Um, like like you had mentioned, the '80s just went wild with the scary trolls. You know, right. they're gonna. The one I saw was where he like had this ring and he'd stick you with it, and it would turn you in to a like a troll or some sort of creature. Scared the living daylights out of me as a child. <laughs> I HBO, the portal to all things uh-huh. like inappropriate and <laughs> scarring of a child. But I, I was terrified of there being like trolls in my house. And so, and I was little. I was like seven or eight years old. And Board I, up the windows. I go on troll patrol. <laughs> troll patrol. People are like, what's what's happening, Eddie? Is there a hurricane coming? Nope, just putting up this uh, plywood to block the windows from the trolls. Guys, you don't know. You can't be too safe. <laughs> wear uh, wear uh, big boots when you go to sleep. They can't bite your ankles. Now, trolls should not be confused with gnomes. Am I correct in that You are statement? correct in that, yes. Are they cousins? Yeah, okay. You know, I the, think trolls and gnomes occupy a similar, like, family type thing but gnomes generally are just tiny people they may have elf type ears the idea that and they're, they're nicer they're nice they're right. chill they and hang out in the garden they hang out in the garden they live inside mushrooms mm-hmm. it's more similar to smurfs right. if you yeah. would yeah they're, yeah they're they're classic but yeah gnomes, and sometimes gnomes will moon you according to some of the figurines i saw at a, at a home goods store here in town <laughs> they got a, they, you know they got them posed in different ways and i saw one with a little little gnome mooning you see doesn't see gnome butts see no, hashtag gnome butt you can't troll butts, gnome butts, but uh, but troll gnomes tend to not be big. They tend to be tiny. Sure. So, um, as far as that goes, and we could talk about gnomes. I like gnomes. That's yeah, that'd little, be a whole another episode right there. That's my wheelhouse. <laughs> but uh, with with the trolls, though, uh, there's been a lot of different um, manifestations in pop culture throughout the years. Uh, just a few years ago, there was a movie that actually was surprisingly well done. I thought. I think it was called Jack the Giant Slayer. It was oh, a yeah. retelling of Jack and the Beanstalk, and and once they kind of get up to that, you know, fairy land in the clouds, they they do kind of have a run in with trolls as they're trying to make their way to the giant's realm. Yeah, and uh, it's, it was really kind of cool. They all talk in British accents, and it was it was kind of neat. And then I a huge spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen it by now, I'll get with the program here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like the sun comes out and they all like turn into pillars of like cement, basically. Yeah. You know? Yep. There's a scene uh, in uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, it's the Hobbit, actually. Yeah. Uh, where these uh, trolls, I think they call them mountain trolls, get a hold of the, the band of dwarves and hobbits and they literally are debating on how to eat them. Yeah. And, and, and uh, for, I mean, this is a spoiler alert. Or maybe that's 80 years old. I think you're thinking of uh, the I'm Hobbit. A, I am thinking 
the Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind everything that I just said. <laughs> but they had these great they had these great cockney British accents. Yeah. So like, that's oh it. man, should we eat this guy now or later? And he's like, we wait, man, this isn't great. <laughs> that's and a pretty like, good accent. Thanks, man. <laughs> and they're fighting back and forth and they turn into stone. It's a great scene. Sure. Oh man. Um but yeah, I mean, these creatures, the fact that they're, they're what I like about them, at least the myth of these creatures, and the idea of them being persistent in, in popular culture is they're human enough that they're relatable. Right. You know what I mean? Like they have, you know, they're, they're, they tend to slant towards like grouchiness or whatever at their, at their best, but they look humanoid and they have kind of human, base human drives. Like I'm hungry. You know, you know, I want to see some some mystery or some like uh, some mischief caused or whatever. But peek in the windows, peek, or in the most modern movie grumpy. case, I just want to dance and sing all day. What's <laughs> up? You know, and, but uh, it's a it's a great. I you know, talk about stoking the fires of a new imagination. I mean, uh, the movie, especially the newest one for trolls, um, between being great musically, but also the storyline in of itself is very cute, and uh, you know they have to. They have to keep singing to keep their color and their hair and all that. And <laughs> have you seen it? I have seen it actually. Okay. We saw it in the theaters with uh, with our daughter Sky, and it's it's a cute movie. But the 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 movie the new movie Trolls it kind of was like kind of Fraggle Rock esque. Yes, because it's kind of darker, not like in a in a like morbid kind of way, but just the the lighting of the movie is kind of darker, kinda, a little dingy, kind of dingy and cave like, and so it kind of reminded me of Fraggle Rock a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. They did do a lot of Fraggle. Work on that. It's kind of fraggled up a little bit. Man, what the fraggle? I was always more of a Muppet guy versus Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Same people. I I, I wasn't a big Fraggle Rock Rock fan. Down in Fraggle Rock. It's kind of creepy. I when, when the opening and we're here we're off the rails again. But no, we're when, fine. When when Fraggle Rock, I remember watching it as a as a real young kid, and I remember I would always go hide when the opening thing came on. He had that little Fraggle like riding a bicycle or something. Yeah. He was going like through all the holes in yeah, the caves right, underground. Right. It scared me for some reason. I don't know if it was like the just the the motions of the Muppets or the puppets or what, but it creeped me out, and I never wanted to watch it. I know what you. Andy Fraggle Rock is on. Ah! <laughs> I'm not down with Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, and I think I know what it was for me. What? Because I liked Fraggle Rock, but I always found it a little kind of like creepy. It was creepy. Way. And I think I know why. Because they showed these little people, essentially, that lived and had a whole like economy and social structure that were living behind this guy's like house, like li- under his house. Yeah. And he didn't even know it. And so the fact that like... It, there was this whole other world that he didn't even know about happening. On one hand, as an older kid, I think would have been like cool, but as a little kid, it was yeah. like, like the idea of that being real was off putting <laughs> me to it enough. Like, look, look at all these things living under his house. That poor guy. Yeah, he's paying his bills, and these things are just mooching off of him. No, I was like, but I was kind of like, man, I'm doing my day to day routine. Why don't there's a little tiny thing running around my room, taking stuff and <laughs> stealing my buttons? <laughs> and as a little kid, it's just scary. I remember on a similar note, I remember being a little kid watching Gremlins for the first time. Oh, Again, one. you know, thanks HBO, thanks mom for letting me watch Gremlins when I was seven. How were they old. to know? It was PG. Yeah, true. Oh, it was PG. I think it was PG. It was pushing boundaries. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't think PG thirteen might not have been around. Red Dawn was the first PG thirteen movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I'm watching Gremlins, and and I think it's the very last line of the movie when they say, "What you know, something like be careful, there just might be a gremlin in your house." Yeah. And then the credits roll, and I look to my left and I look to my right, and I'm like, "Really? Oh, like dude. I can't sleep." I was oh, like, "If dude. there's a gremlin, like where's he at? In the in the dryer? Is he in my closet? Is he under the bed?" That, that crazy oh, that music too gets to you. You're like, ah, no, no. And it takes place at Christmas, so it's just oh, all wrong and out of place. So, I watched it again as an adult yeah. when we were uh, on my other podcast, Age of Instruction Manual. We were hosting an Alamo uh, movie and they did a Gremlins. And watching it as an adult, you get like, oh, this is cool. I get it. It's juxtaposition. It's scary. It's Christmas. Cool. But as a little kid, man, you're so impressionable. It's 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 not right. So again, Gremlins kind of like the weird second cousin to Trolls and same with Gnomes. It's all those those mischievous, scary. You know, you mentioned these old shows. Um, there was a show when I was a kid. You guys might remember this called Jim Henson Storyteller. If you haven't seen this, try to find it. You cannot. Get it digitally on Amazon. They will not let you download it. You you can download it in different regions like Europe, I think, but not here. 
But uh, we managed to find it on DVD. But it was in the late 80s, early 90s, and it was a great show. It had Jonathan Hurt, who passed away last year, um, the actor, play the storyteller. And he would tell these ancient stories, like Grimm's I, I fairy tale. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, and they were not, like, cleaned up. They were, like, dirty, grimy, like, scary stories. And one of them was this guy had stolen death. He stole death and caught it in a bag. Because he got this, he won this bag in this... Uh, this game from a wizard that could catch anything inside it, like it, it could hold anything, and he chose to capture death because apparently his like mother was dying or something, and he's like, I know, I'll capture death in the bag, and my mom will never die. So he captures death in the bag, and he has a mirror that he can see death sitting by his mother's bed, and they made this puppet to be the the symbol the symbolism of death, mm -hmm. and this thing looks up, and it has the most like like scary fit it's not even like scary like monstrous it's scary in its simplicity mm -hmm. ghost almost ghost like, like yeah black yeah. it's just like a black it was almost a pale green actually okay. its face and a big pale blue eyes and it looks up and its mouth opens up like kind of like a gape and it was just enough as a kid that that image even as an adult man to this day pops into my head scared the hell out of you scared huh? the living I shortened my lifespan I think <laughs> but anyway trolls oh man I, they're a great if you're ever like wanting to kind of research something even for fun and talk to your like kids about it and just kind of have fun story time trolls you will, you will not be short on stories when you look up trolls and now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> o R B S Orbs. Ooh. Orbs. The Orbs. Ah, Orbs. <laughs> <laughs> I chose it as uh, the main mystery for today. Actually, I took a, a poll on my uh, on my Facebook fan page asking some of my followers. I gave them multiple choice, A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. uh, most people said that they wanted the main mystery of this episode to be orbs. So ask and ye shall receive. Um, Let's orb it up. And I think it, I think it was a, a popular choice because when you think about it, it's, it's relevant to just about everybody. Uh, to catch you up to speed in case you're not familiar with orbs, Simply put, they're those little kind of translucent bubbles that will sometimes show up in your photographs, mm -hmm. whether it be a, you know, a new uh, digital camera on your cell phone or an old-fashioned you know, wind-up camera or a Polaroid. Uh, you tend to see these little bubbles floating around, and sometimes there's one, sometimes there's dozens, sometimes there's a hundred. Um, more often than not, there's none. But I think it's relevant because most of, most of us uh, living on planet Earth have seen these in our photos from time to time. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think they're hotly debated. Uh, you know, I, I get a lot of emails uh, to my office. Uh, you know, as a psychic medium, people sending me photos of this, videos of that, asking for my opinion on what it could be. And in my humble opinion, I think orbs are kind of the wild card of uh, paranormal evidence because I believe in ghosts. I believe in angels. I believe in, you know, weird energies. And I also believe in dust. <laughs> yeah. And I think depending <laughs> on the photo, you could have one of you know any of those options sometimes it truly is dust have you guys ever captured one of these in any of your photos i've i've definitely seen in some of the pictures i've taken now whether or not what they are you know i guess right. i i haven't looked at them close enough to say hey i wonder if this is there's something to this you know i guess i'm i play the skeptic when when i see stuff like that in photos a lot of the time although when you go looking for it in, in that mindset, I think you you can find some pretty interesting cases where it could be something to this. You know, is that like a spirit that mm -hmm. you've you've captured on film? Yeah, I haven't captured anything in a photo. Um, and if I have, it's been so like random looking. And, you know, part of the thing for me for paranormal experiences is like there's always some frame of context, you know. And even if there are orbs in photos that I've seen, they tend to be just kind of random all over the place. Right. So even if they're, it's just hard to kind of glean anything from that. There's no pattern. If it, now, if, if the orbs lined up and spelled your name Eddie in the photo, like, I'd be yeah, like, that looks dust. a little odd. It's dust. It's dust. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. No, if it, <laughs> Ron it has that or something. Or if it was a smiley face. <laughs> exactly. Orbs. Dork with an arrow pointing at me. Some of the more interesting ca cases that I've seen have been related to like the cemeteries or, or not necessarily the cemeteries. But the battlefields of the Civil War era, yeah, and uh, you know, there's just so many instances of 
people capturing that kind of stuff even at night um it's just uh they're they're pretty there's some pretty weird stories that i've seen yeah. seen online about that every now and again i'll get somebody who submits a, a photo to me and and asks my opinion on it and you know the claiming that they can see a face inside the bubble like really? a face inside the orb like hey that looks exactly like grandpa harry who passed away last month and hmm. you know you hate to say it i think some people do to grief or just due to willingness to believe you you can make it yeah, i guess you can make it you can talk yourself into thinking yes that looks kind of sort of vaguely similar to grandpa harry who passed away last month but again, it has to be kind of uh, similar to those people who see the Virgin Mary in their potato chip, right? And then sell it on eBay for a million dollars. And there's even a term for it. I can't think of the term off the top it's of my matrixing. head. Well, yeah, it, it's it, there's a term. It's like a psychological term of seeing oh. shapes and figures in other things. Yeah. You know, sorry, I thought I had it. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you call it, matrixing? No, it was ma- I thought it was matrixing, where yeah. you actually you start finding patterns and things that there's no real pattern. Yeah, where you know, I might be dead wrong. I'm probably wrong. Pat's our research guy. You could probably find it up. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. And then there's probably a term for that when something's on the tip of your tongue and you can't quite. <laughs> What's that called? What's that called? Anyway, it, it's kind of a weird phenomena, but I have seen some images that look suspiciously like angels or very much like it could be a ghost Um, i've seen some kind of smudges or smears uh, almost like translucent streaks in Mm -hmm. images that um that do look eerily similar to an actual shape but you know and and i don't i don't really like the word skeptical but i i like anybody else i kind of approach it rationally at first you know i i want to believe but first i want to rule out uh, a glare. I want to rule out um, the the string from the camera being in front of the lens. I want to rule out somebody's finger being over the lens if it's a if it's mm-hmm. a smartphone. I want to rule out street lights and and things coming. Because you know if you take a picture, if you were to point your camera at like let's say that light bulb over in the corner, and you take a picture as you're moving the camera, you're going to get a streak yeah. of light that looks like a snake. Right, and you could say, "Oh my gosh, that's this—that's a spirit," or you can say, "Well, it's a light bulb, and I had a shaky hand when I took the camera." Right. So I, I think there's it, it, again, it's a wild card. Uh, sometimes maybe you did capture a ghost or an angel or a spirit or an energy pocket, but sometimes it could be user error. Sometimes it could be dust particles. I remember years ago I was at this uh, spiritual retreat. You know, go one of these deals where you meditate as a group and mm-hmm. you do some prayer, and at the end of the night you have a community bonfire. So we're all sitting around, and you got a bunch of very open-minded people, very spiritually-based people. It was it was a really great time, actually. But at the end of the night, you know, we're we're burning, we're throwing dusty logs onto the fire. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets the idea of, you know, oh, I'm gonna take a picture to, you know, so I can capture this moment because we had such a nice weekend. And then they said in their digital camera, oh my God, there's like a hundred orbs in this photo, you know, and. We actually ended up debunking it, long story short, because it was smoky as hell out there. You yeah. got dusty logs on the fire. It was dust particles in the air. Mm-hmm. Because when we went inside and, you know, tried to duplicate it, you know, we, we couldn't. Because right. it was a controlled environment with clean air. Yeah. I. This is where, like, you know, calling, you know, calling orbs what they are more often than not what they are isn't necessarily an attempt to be like that, you know, like the quote unquote skeptic and be like, I'm, I'm not convinced on anything. But it, like you said before, I forget the symposium you were giving, but it was like, if it's called paranormal for a reason, if it was that common, if you took a photo and there was hundreds of these, you know, paranormal orbs around you, then it would start to become normal. Like, it's right. just, you know, and, and, uh, you know. And behavior to me is also part of it. Like if there, if you did see an orb in a photo and it it didn't drift or change, or you took a succession of photos and you saw maybe a pattern of movement in there, that to me starts to have a thing. Like oh my gosh, this orb is is moving in a in, in a pattern. It's not just falling randomly. It, it, you know, so it's not like it's not possible that these things would have some form of like otherworldliness to them. But I don't know. And I have had clients that submitted uh, video evidence to me of what looked like um, basically what I would call a very, it looks like a very big speck of dust that changed direction. Yeah. You know, so one that floated up and then hovered there for a second and then shot down real quick. Right. Now, those are a little bit harder to 
uh, to chalk up to uh, mundane explanations because unless there's a, a major change of air current direction in the room, right, it looks like it looks like it's under intelligent control, right? You know, yeah. And I I guess one of the things as we talk about this, we're talking about photos and video, but are there reports of people seeing orbs, you know, with their naked eye? Right. And the the one thing that comes to mind is when I lived down in Kansas City, uh, the locals there would talk about this place. It was a highway down in Missouri someplace, and a place I'd very much like to go. Uh, I believe they called it the uh, the, the ghost lights uh, on this, this kind of secluded highway down mm-hmm. in Missouri. You can drive there at night, and these lights appear, and they will follow your car. They'll, they'll shoot past your car. They'll uh, kind of dance around in front of you. Um, but people have actually gone down, and they park down there, and they actually see these lights. Um, so it, it's and it, it's like it's a common thing in to the, the, the locals down there that this happens and uh, they have no explanation of what this is. But uh, uh, the Missouri ghost lights is definitely something I would love to go down and take a look and see if I could actually spot something like that. The MGLs, yeah. Missouri ghost lights. Yeah. We should do a live uh podcast there we someday. should that would be awesome just go down there that's not far either park in some uh, farm field someplace let's and, do it and then wait for the ghost lights to let's come. let the farmer know take this gig yes. regional <laughs> get off my land He's, he'll come out what y'all doing <laughs> what's a podcast <laughs> <laughs> sounds fishy um you know this. Uh, this is probably more easily explained for my experience, and I I didn't see this firsthand. This was told to me from several people. It's all family. It's at my grandmother's house, and my mom and uh, her sisters, and they had cousins over. And so a common occurrence in my uh, mother's house growing up was family would come over, they would eat, and then they would whip out the gold guitars and start playing music. And that was just a common thing that they would do. And uh, they had TV, but they didn't really watch a bunch of it. Although they were kind of hillbilly. Not hillbilly. They were kind of rednecky because there weren't hillbillies in Florida. <laughs> a little, but it was cool because it was all very communal and then people hung out and had, you know, just, just chilled. And But they would watch. I asked my grandmother what shows that they watched. And she's like, we would watch Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, Church, and Star Trek. <laughs> That's a little leap there. <laughs> I know. That's I loved funny. it. I loved it. But um, so they watched those shows, but otherwise they would just play music. And my granddad uh, on my mom's side had a reel-to-reel recorder, and he would just record them, kind of like you know the earliest form of podcasting. Right. They wow. would actually record their hangouts, and they'd do like interviews with the kids. And oh, really? That's so cool. It was great. And so, but one of the times they were having this kind of family get together, um, um, a what was reported from family as ball lightning came through the the bay window of my grandmother's house literally came through the window. The window didn't break. It came through the window, hovered around the house, and then went out another window. It was very weird. They called it ball lightning. Andy looks like he's that incredulous. That's I'm just I'm like geeking out because ball lightning. It's it's such a lesser known phenomenal in yeah. the, in the unknown realms. You know. I, I'm I'm enthralled. I'm fascinated by. It. Can you you want to explain real quick what it is for people who may have never heard the term before? The the best I understand ball lightning to be is that is is a legitimate form of lightning that's also uh, perform like created through heavy static, and that for some reason it takes the form of a ball like a sphere, and it's not like a solid looking. Uh, like a like a basketball, it has like a, a maybe a plasma kind of look to it, and it kind of floats and just I don't know if it like shoots around the room or it goes in a, a straight path. I don't know how ball lightning behaves, according to the report. And maybe I should have looked this up as a video, but um, from what my the description from my mom and my aunts when I was younger was it was about the size of a volleyball. It came through the window, it hovered around the room for a bit, and then went out. The other, like the porch. You know, the weird thing is that like 90, it seems like 90% of the cases of ball lightning that I've seen on documentaries or read about, it, it enters through a window and exits through a window. Yeah. Like it, it, it's almost like it's under intelligent control or 
there's just some natural force where it's just looking looking to get back outside. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, Weird. does it? Yeah. But you do hear some of these cases where it will like discharge or it'll like explode like violently. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's <laughs> been cases of that too. But uh, well, and there's also been cases of ball lightning that entered through a plane window oh. as a plane was flying through the air. And it kind of floated down the center of the aisle and then again somehow went out the window they, or, or through, you know, through the window. Because I'm talking about an airplane at, you know, 30,000 yeah, right. feet. And it's it, not like the window was open. It, it doesn't like, break it, the window. It doesn't break the window. Weird. It like goes through the glass and back outside. It's so weird. But, but there are some cases of it like violently exploding inside of a house and like catching part of a kitchen on fire and whatnot. Oh my gosh. But I mean, maybe there's some YouTube videos or something out there, but in all the documentaries that I've ever watched on this, no one has ever got it on film that I've seen. Really? Yeah. It's that, it's that rare. That's crazy. But it's kind of in the, it's in the wheelhouse of orbs. Yeah. You know, cause it, again, it's like a weird second cousin. Talking about a ball of energy. I mean, it'll get more, you don't get more ball yeah, of energy a, than a big ball. Of, did they, were they recording uh, on the reel-to-reel recorder the night that that happened? They hadn't gotten the recorder set up yet. Gotcha. In fact, they were just gotten done eating, and they were all, like, getting ready to, like, sit down and stuff, and they were just getting instruments out, like, getting guitars, and literally, like, they would play, like, a family band. It was crazy. And they were just getting set up, and then right then, right there, this stuff just comes through the window. And Florida, uh, at least Orlando, at one point in time, they said it was the lightning capital of the world. Tampa for a while. is. Tampa, yeah. okay. And... Uh, is your family... Where they were at, both. Well, they lived, Tampa? In, they lived in Orlando at the time. So how far away is it? Uh, I'm not familiar with the uh, Florida geography. It's two that... hours east. Okay. Northeast. But it's still you're in the vicinity, though. Oh, I mean, a sure. lightning capital of the world. One of them, anyway. It's so... And when it storms there, I mean, you know, we've already seen some right. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> some stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing about that is, you know, no sensational ad- additions to the story, you know. No, no, And then we saw a ghost after that. No, it was just like <laughs> they had ball lightning come in, and it, was flo- it, ho- it hovered around, and then left. And the ghost of Abe Lincoln was riding on the orb. He came in. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and everybody kind of corroborated the story. It was like... I'd love know. to hear the tape from that night i know oh, right they hadn't recorded it yet though but yeah be, after the fact yeah oh, after the fact yeah there's family members who have all those real to real tapes still but but uh yeah it's crazy i i i it's one of those things that you'd love to be present when it happens just right. to, just to be able to kind of just start wrapping your head around it that would make me nervous i just assume rather see a bigfoot in the window i think that would scare me a little less than a ball lightning floating just about floating like a volleyball and... Leaving. You, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. No. You gotta just hide. What are you gonna do? Throw something at it? Yeah, get out, get <laughs> throw, throw, throw a guitar at it and then it blows up throw in front a of flip flop at it. Vaporize <laughs> <laughs> it. It's the size of a volleyball, try to bump it, set it, yeah, spike yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So so as a kid, when my mom told me the story, this is before those plasma balls became like available in toy stores. So a couple years later we were out and about and I saw one of those plasma balls, like you could put your fingers on, you know. Oh, and the lightning kinda yeah. trickles oh, up. Yeah. yeah. And my mom was like, that's kind of what it looked like a little bit i kind of had that look to it i was like dang it's floating around in your house oh so weird you wouldn't sleep well that night i wouldn't i'd be like the ball lightning is coming is it like a vampire where you can like uh take back the invitation and it leaves exactly (laughs) it needs to be invited in you can't come in ball lightning i've not invited you (laughs) (laughs) tough tough luck kid well, yeah. in line with uh, with orbs, you know, the kind that show up in photos anyway, this is kind of, uh, I don't know, one that's kind of near and dear to my heart and my, my family lore. My my grandma passed away in January of 2008. I was really super close with my grandma Myers. And actually, back in the day, she kind of ignited my curiosity and all the, the paranormal and the mystical things. And anyway, after uh, she passed, so the following Christmas, the first Christmas we had without grandma Myers... We did a, a big family photo, of course, on Christmas morning. And later when we got the the photos printed out, I no- noticed that in the photo there's a giant, hu- a pretty big translucent orb that's resting right on the side of my cheek, touching oh, really? right against my cheek. And, you know, we, we'll never be able to prove it or disprove it. Skeptics will scoff. Believers will sigh and, and think it's cute. But I just kind of figured eh, maybe it was my grandma Myers giving me a, me a kiss, giving me a kiss yeah. on my cheek on Christmas morning. I like she that. always did. She always kissed me on the cheek. I like that. I'm yeah. gonna go with that. Yeah. And so, it's all by itself. It's not like surrounded by. No, anything. and it was the only one in the picture, and it was it was you know just right on the edge of my cheek, as if just like it was a kiss. So that's 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 how I'm gonna take it anyway, and yeah. and I don't care what other people say. Exactly. 
The tiny ball lightning. Yeah, it's <laughs> tiny ball lightning. Yeah, you missed the next photo where my head's exploded. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. No, I was grandma for sure. Yeah, I love it. But it's cool. I mean, and if you have any photos of orbs or videos of orbs, uh, you can send them to me personally, you know, um, or you, you know, you can send them to paranormaldads at gmail.com. We'll take a look at it and analyze it and maybe do a follow-up episode someday and and but it's kind of one of those things where we can only give our opinion yeah you know because they're they're um uh, elusive to say the least but it's again it's a relative yeah relatable phenomenon because most of us have, have captured them in our pictures so humble advice don't try to catch them when, well, you can try to catch them when you're doing a campfire. You'll catch thousands of them, but it's just us. <laughs> Run around the jar. <laughs> that's right. Or that's sparks right. from the fire. <laughs> and also, um, where else can people find us, Pat, if they want to suggest topics for future shows? You can uh, find us on Twitter at uh, Paranormal Dads, Facebook, Paranormal Dads. Um, we are uh, the podcast on Podbean, Stitcher Radio. Download it on iTunes. Uh, we love to see reviews. Uh, we've got a few out there. Uh, unfortunately, I did not do my homework there. I didn't record the names of people who have left us reviews, but I do appreciate you taking the time to do that and for listening to the show. Yeah, please review us. It allows us to be able to uh, expose us to more opportunities through iTunes. So uh, let us know what you like, what you like about us, and, uh... <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter uh, using the hashtag Trollbutts. Trollbutts. So, <laughs> Trollbutts. And uh, stay tuned for coming episodes because here in the near future we're gonna have some guests on. We're gonna mix it up a little mm, bit, yep. add a little pizzazz. We're gonna have some guests on to share their stories of sightings of uh, weird creatures to to tell their true events of bizarre occurrences and so we're just getting started we're also going to do some on-site live podcasts uh, coming up here in the coming months so uh, I, th I think we got a good six uh, episodes under our belt now i think it's time to broaden our uh, horizons and expand a little bit we're here to stay now six episodes in that's the rule <laughs> we're here oh uh, and also special thanks to uh, freesounds.org uh, for any of your sound effect needs please feel free to look them up download share and give credit where credit's due with uh, freesounds.org thanks everybody